bombing all over the country. They are posing as movies you already know. They may be in your theaters, your neighbor's home, or even your own. Why are you doing that voice? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it made me sound cool. It doesn't. I'm Jason Bishop, host of the Invasion of the Remake podcast with co-hosts Sam Stepanenko and Trish Coughlin. Join us each week as we rotate talking about your favorite films and their not-so-favorite remakes. We'll also dig deep to find forgotten films that we think are more worthy of remaking, complete with our own fantasy casting. You can get all 130 episodes and counting on... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and all the best podcast providers, even... Frickin' YouTube. For the low, low price of absolutely nothing, join the invasion. Subscribe today. Or we'll blow up your planet. And in the beginning of time, the pharaohs of podcasting... Wait, why am I doing this again? Uh, I don't know. So maybe I shouldn't do a stupid o defer voice to... Let people know that we're doing a bonus episode of The Mummy. Ooh, goody. To end Brendan Fraser month, stars and gripes. We're talking about The Mummy. It's a bonus episode, motherfuckers. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. from the book! Hmm. Tear me apart, Lisa! Wait up! Out of a building! Yes, it was very exciting. Tomorrow we go to the zoo. I love you! That's all I needed to hear. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! We don't have to be mean. Because, remember, no matter where you go, Hi, welcome to Rider's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Kurland. And I am the undead. No, you're my wife. Then what's all this toilet paper doing all over me? I just thought you had a medical problem. <laughs> Ew. Scott, I tried cooking. <laughs> uh, no, don't, don't do that. Cooking or the toilet paper? Both. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you haven't been on... Until I told you we were doing a Brendan Fraser episode. I wanted you on all month for a Brendan Fraser one. And you were busy. I, I wasn't busy. I was here this whole time. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. Right there in that corner. <laughs> <laughs> so why am I having you do The Mummy? Because I went through a very special phase in my life that all little girls go through. David Bowie. That was the other phase. Specifically, Labyrinth Bowie. It's such a sad... Bulge. (laughs) What? He was packing. He was packing. Uh, And that was the day we discovered there were... Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not going there anyway uh, for the longest time I thought it was Tilda Swinton so I was just like what <laughs> oh can they redo it with Tilda Swinton please they probably want to but they're not going to so uh, the mummy is special to both of us yes why for you well like I said that phase that all girls go through when they're interested in Egyptology 
I totally, what, that, that wasn't what you were expecting? I thought you were going to say you have like a giant thing for Brendan Fraser. Oh, that too. And his dad bod. He, does he have dad bod in this? Do we ever really see him with his shirt off? Um, I don't think we do. I thought in the prison scene. No, no, because he, he has his shirt, but it's ripped. Right, but he's not like George of the Jungle Jack. No, this. no. Uh, he's leaving a little mystery for us. <laughs> this movie is special to me as I talked about in the scrubs episode because um this movie came out when nana pearl was dying and my dad signed me out of school because he thought i needed a break and i was like oh my god nana and he's he's like she's fine we're going to the movies i'm like hell yeah (laughs) what are we seeing the mummy hell yeah answer to everything (laughs) it was it was a thing that worked he had a plan and it worked. And it made you the man you are today. Yes. Yeah, but I, I remember sitting in that theater with my dad and my uncle. Uh, oh, your uncle was there too? Which one? Um, Miles? Both, both of them, ones? actually. Oh, okay. I was like, you got two of them. No, no. It, it was all four curling men. Oh, okay. It was all of us. Oh, and yeah. did they all enjoy it? Uh, yeah, but Miles thought it dragged a little bit, because I, I remember that he's like, Miles, <laughs> Miles, he's like, why can't we just get, get over to here. the sand fight? Get over here. I just want to talk. <laughs> um, but no, I, I love how you glossed over my Egyptology phase. No, no questions. No, no curiosity. I am married to you. I know you. Do you? Do yes. You- <laughs> Uh, you you either had a Egyptolo- Egyptology phase or an archaeology phase. I just wanted to be Laura Croft, but without the boobs, because I didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's face right now is so priceless. <laughs> oh, he blushes. <laughs> I was a chubby kid. I had them. <laughs> uh, I was a chubby 12-year-old. I had boobs. <laughs> You would have made a beautiful Laura Croft. I would have. <laughs> no, no, like I. No, I was only a small A cup. <laughs> oh, okay. I had dad bod for so, a twelve-year-old boy. <laughs> so training bra for you. Yes. <laughs> um. No, no, the not even the training bra when they hit they take a tank top and they. No. Oh. <laughs> that that's what I. <laughs> See, I was just like two raisins on a breadboard, so <laughs> I would have been very jealous of you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that hourglass figure we like that had, small boy. <laughs> we would have had that moment in the locker room where like I just stare at you and your body and then I look at mine. <laughs> Why would I be in a girl's locker room? I don't know. Apparently <laughs> we're lesbians. <laughs> in this scenario, yes. Oh, that's sweet. It's like, but I'm a cheerleader, but worse. <laughs> um... But no, so I like I was obsessed with uh, Egyptian history as a kid. I had like all the pharaohs memorized. I yeah. knew I knew how you get judged after death. I knew I knew how many blocks were in the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's two million three hundred thousand, by the way. Um, but uh, yeah, that that until I learned sadly that pretty much everything had been discovered. <laughs> 
And I knew In the everything. Valley of the Kings. I knew everything about the production of the movie The Sting, and I knew Paul Newman's skincare regimen. He would drink an entire six. I thought you were going to talk about. I'm just this talking. Movie. I'm talking about. But then we jumped. To I'm the talking sting. about knowing weird, further useless proof, stuff too. Further proof. Oh, you did not. <laughs> you did not. So what? What Paul Newman would do is he would drink an entire six pack of beer, then go into a sweat lodge and sweat it out, and that's how his skin stayed perfect. Yeah. I- Welcome to Scott's useless facts corner. <laughs> so, anyways, the mummy, where he continues to enthrall us with his knowledge. I of could the tell sting. you everything about Paul Newman. Really. Um. What pants is he wearing in the second scene? I don't know. <laughs> well, all of his pants were tailored and special made. And they were all made by, I believe, Armani. We're going to take a break now from <laughs> Scott's useless fact corner. Go to commercial. <laughs> now. <laughs> Are there times where you feel less than fresh? Well, put on deodorant. <laughs> you dusty motherfucker. <laughs> Speaking of dusty. <laughs> yeah. So this movie, uh, as a kid, I thought this is how I learned about the MPA rating was from the trailer of The Mummy because... Oh, because of the shiny gold boobies. Yeah, because I was like, did they just show boobs in a trailer? They did. And then that's how Scott learned about what body paint was. That's how we all learned about body paint. Every single one of us. And that's also how Haley developed a complex about her body at a very (laughs) early age. I'm supposed to look like that? (laughs) Well, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> just me she and my said dogs. As she poured over her Egyptology books. Oh uh, man! But in that, so the movie we we need to t- so the the gold boobies appear in the first scene. Yeah, this is a very James Bond opening that I want to talk about in detail because, like, for for whatever reason, I always get the, like the really like those those strong. Like like almost like a mini movie openings. Yeah. Whenever I do a movie with you, I don't know why that is. But well, before we get into that, you need to do what everyone else has been doing with the movie. You're in a blockbuster video, and we're doing this because of my dad. Yeah, I'm gonna blame him every fucking time. You're in a blockbuster video in the 1990s. You come across the mummy. What does the back of the box say? The little paragraph to get you to watch it. Hey, look, Balto. <laughs> I'm going to rent this movie six times and drive my mother insane. Sorry, what what was I looking at? <laughs> the back of the mummy. Oh, look, it's Anastasia. You didn't have a blockbuster <laughs> video. You had Adopt-A-Video. I did have Adopt-A-Video. That's not the even... The poor man's blockbuster. That's the red-headed stepchild. It's like the we made this video store in a lab. Listen, I had good memories at that video store, and I knew there was a room in the back. I didn't know what it was for. <laughs> Porn. There. Hey, my bus driver's going into that room. I'll ask him what he rented on Monday. <laughs> I rented a little princess. What did you write? Rent. Yeah, my my movie was called that too. But a big princess. <laughs> Anyways, the back of the blockbuster video copy. What would the of mummy the, be? The mommy. No, no, it would just be the mummy. Yeah, but it's about a single mom. <laughs> Just trying to get her kids 
to soccer practice. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> but so, so yes, yeah, so the back of back of the DVD. Yep. Oh look, it's Austin Powers. No, I'm just kidding. Um just a paragraph what it says to get people to rent. So, it. okay. Uh what's what's Brendan Fraser's character's Rick name? Rick O'Connell. Rick O'Connell is a down-on-his-luck thief, wasting away, wandering the desert, until finally he comes on the oasis of love. In the form of Evie, played by Rachel Weiss, and together they uncover a secret buried in the desert, their relationship. Oh, and there's a mummy there, too. <laughs> Honestly, it would probably say something like that. <laughs> And also, if you like this movie, you may also like Tootsie <laughs> and Rain Man because they always did that. Oh, did they? Yeah, they're like, if you like this movie, you may also like. Oh, that's like what Barnes and Noble does, right? But Except they were I always movies that enjoy... never had to do with the yeah. movie you were about yeah. to rent. Okay. Oh, like you may also like George of the Jungle and With Honors. They would just like say movies that other people were in that were in yeah. that movie. So. It reminds me of that uh, Pat Oswalt bit about his TiVo, where <laughs> <laughs> he like watched one western, and then the next day all of TiVo had recorded. But there's horsies in it, <laughs> so yeah. Back to what you want—the James Bond opening. It really is. Well, it's important because it's like the whole mythos of behind the movie. But I wish they did a James Bond and theme, the other like shitty gold movies. titties. They are boobs, boobs in the style of a sphinx. Ew. <laughs> what? She had Unlike no- Unlike the sphinx, they will ask you complicated questions that you don't have the answer to. <laughs> Why are there no nipples on this girl? Does she have to go to the nipple foundation? The nipple foundation? You know, like the March of Dimes, there's the nipple foundation. If you send us for the price of a cup of coffee, we can put nipples on this person. (laughs) This podcast brought to you by the The Nipple Nipple Foundation. Foundation. (laughs) I wish. Use the promotion code WBB to get yourself a free pair of nipples. WBB? What's that stand for? Writer's Bagel Basket? Oh, sorry. That's it. Podcast is over. I'm sorry. I was a little distracted by the Nipple Foundation. Cue the outro music. Okay. Well, <laughs> but yeah, so your James Bond opening where, I mean, if you think about it, you have a bald man, a woman covered in gold. Is this not a James Bond movie? Yeah, I mean, Blofeld. Yeah, other men covered in gold. Yeah. What would her name Murder. be? Murder. Her name would be Tushy Galore. <laughs> It would not be Tushy Galore. Sphinxy. <laughs> yes. Just like in When, when Harry, Harry Met Sally. You know, I have a theory that hieroglyphics are really an ancient comic strip about a character named Sphinxy. We come to, what is it? Was, is it Thebes? Yes, it's Thebes. The city of Thebes. Yes, the old capital of Egypt. Yeah, and we open with Odefer, who is, uh, you said, the other hottie in this movie. He is. Thebes. City of the Living, crown jewel of Pharaoh Seti I. Home of Imhotep, Pharaoh's high priest, keeper of 
of the dead. Birthplace of Anaxunamun. He he looks like someone's like stepdad. Like Not this is true. This is my mom's new boyfriend. <laughs> he smells like patchouli, but he lets me call him Uncle Odie. Anyway, so anyway, what did Uncle Odie say? <laughs> Uncle Odie told us the story of Imhotep and Anaxunamun. Anaxunamun. You have to say it that way. Anaxunamun. Anaxunamun. Which in Egyptian means well. I have no idea. You, you you're, really? You can't come up with anything. Forever, always touched. I'm not wrong. No, you're not wrong. I am not We're wrong. We're getting to that. So, turns out Imhotep and the Pharaoh's wife are having Anaxuna Moon. Anaxuna Moon are having a tryst. Doesn't it sound like something you would They're order? They're having an affair. Doesn't it sound like something you would order at a Japanese restaurant? We'll have the udon noodles, and she'll have the anaxuna moon. And a scorpion bowl. Ah, uh, scorpions. <laughs> yes, it, but there are no scorpions in this movie. Nope, just scarabs. Oh, God, no. I don't... So, like, the big thing in here is that the scarabs eat flesh. I don't know if that's true. I have to look that up. I don't know if scarabs actually, like, consume the flesh. Of course of- they don't. This is a Stephen Summers movie. Well, anyway, going back to the love story. The man story, who made your beloved Van Helsing. <sighs> Listen, it's a guilty pleasure. It's on in every Halloween. No, Arthur 2 on the rocks is a guilty pleasure. Moving on. Santa Claus the movie is a guilty pleasure. Moving on. I am running out of Dudley Moore we movies. We at the Nipple Foundation. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you got UNICEF. You got March so of Dimes. Imhotep you have the Nipple Foundation. In- Imhotep and Anaxuna Moon are having a tryst. They're having an affair in the night. She has her gold paint all over her because it is a the quickest way to tell if another man has touched her apparently however it seems horribly inconvenient to me imagine if you just brush up against the curtains one you're night. cheating on me no i swear i bumped up against a bus to your face it just, it, it's just like fuck you that's what that's all it is it's a big fuck you to her like i own you no other man will touch you your life will be like infinitely complicated nobody touched me we worship cats they jumped on my belly and then touched my arm for the last time when i sit on the toilet it is bound to rub off a little (laughs) imhotep and her are getting it on in the palace and here's the thing i just realized this today she's married to the pharaoh yep it was very common practice in egyptian uh royalty to for siblings to marry So it is entirely possible. In fact, it is highly likely that she and the pharaoh are related. They are more inbred than a sandwich. Is that why that guy looked basically like hamburger on the body of a beefcake? His face looked like... He looked like Mickey Rourke now. (laughs) So, like, we all know King Tut. King Tut. Is there actually a song? Steve Martin wrote it, yeah. Okay, well, anyway, King Tut, he, he, I think his name actually translates to like clubbed foot. Born and it's in because... Arizona, moved to North Dakota, King Tut. That's the song. Okay. But he was a product of inbreeding, I believe. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. So, and uh, Cleopatra was actually supposed to marry, in fact, I think she did marry her brother. Yes, but he's so attractive. 
Look at him. He's a golden god. No? No. <laughs> oh, that's right. You don't watch Clone Eye. Never mind. Yeah, I, I yeah. Never mind. Right over my head. You are so deprived of of 90s, a late 90s, cinema? early 2000s television. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Anyway. So, Guys, you I'm, see the I'm shit thinking, I have to put honestly, up with? <laughs> that explains, I mean... She's like this pretty young You don't watch Daria. Thing. You don't watch Clone Really? High. <laughs> really? <laughs> You're not even going to help me get through this. No, I'm let this Welcome is your Welcome to tri- Scott's complaining corner. <laughs> now I'm going to tell you a story about a boat. Now see, there you go. I was in my they, boat and you threw me off. She's married to her brother. Yeah, she's married to her brother and that would explain why. I mean, like I said, she was she's like a pretty young thing. She's got she's got it all going for her, and he's well, like you said. What if she just looked at the camera like high fidelity sound? She's like, "What? I don't want to have sex with my brother. He is the only other option. What? I'm supposed to fuck one of the bald guys? Hey, it's not our fault we're golden chubby, and we have no dicks. Oh, that's right. They're, They're probably totally eunuchs. eunuchs. Yeah, they are totally eunuchs. Um, who suck at their job, by the way. Because when Imhotep shows up to uh, kiss his lady love, and it's very clear that they're intent on spending the night together, the pharaoh just walks in and they just let him. And I get it. He's the pharaoh. But there's no guy outside like, oh, uh, pharaoh, uh, I believe they need you in the library. See, if this was like an actual comedy, you'd see the guy trailing behind him after he entered. Guys, 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 he's coming. Oh, hello, pharaoh. Did you just call me Feral? No. Sorry, Feral. In but, this in in this situation, he's played by Will Feral. But if this was a chapter, this would be called "The Lovers Are Discovered" because he walks in, he sees, or well, he doesn't see Imhotep. He sees that her is this now the favorite. Her paint has been disturbed. Is this now the favorite where they have the opening titles of what you're about to see? What if she just wanted to change things up? What if she just? Wanted, what if she was like, I'm sick and tired of these lines on my body. I want some zigzags. I want to spice things up. I'm tired of this bird with a human's body. So, like, it is a pain in the ass enough to get changed in the morning. Like, I'm not a morning person. Can you imagine having to sit there? That must take half the day just sitting there while somebody paints you. Uh-uh-uh. Don't move. Don't move. Your Majesty, I said don't move. Oh, God, I raised my voice to her. They are so going to kill me. She's literally painted from head to pubis. Uh, That's your word. Yes. For those of you who weren't aware, we tried recording this earlier, and unfortunately, we were disturbed by our dogs. The dogs. Multiple times. So we were not able to finish. And Scott... Decided to use this is a little behind the scenes for you. He used the because, word as you pubis. see, her costume is basically just a strap of cloth covering her pubis. Yes, that is what you said, and it has been stuck in my head ever since. No matter how hard I want to get it out of there, it is there. But seriously, but seriously, her costume is basically like fishnets and then this little like- It's not even fishnets. She's just, she's got her hair and then she's got that little loincloth thing. But there's no loincloth in the back so you and can see Brendan her butt. And then Brendan Fraser is just like, comes along and is just like, hey, I'll tell you about some loincloths. Anyway, um, 
So I feel like I say that a lot. So anyway. Any hoozle. Um, you just need to, to, to freshen it up. Well, the dilio is any hoozle. The 411, y'all, is. I will never say that. The gist of it is. Yes, the gist of it is that uh, she kills her husband. And then. The soldiers appear to defend him. I don't know how they're alerted. Um, well, but- well, it's like it's like the bat signal, except when a man yells out a, a very scrawny, eh! they're, his they're- scream is such, he's like, eh! <laughs> both Imhotep and Anaxunamun. Well, he, they were both, he was going to kill himself. Kill him. He was going to kill himself. And she goes, no, I need you to bring me back because apparently necromancing is a thing. No, no, he wasn't going to kill himself. He was going to run away with her. And then she's just like, no, no. Only you can bring me back to life. No pressure whatsoever. It took me 20 years to realize that's what she was telling him to do. What I mean, not- it's literally in subtitles. I didn't realize that. It's there in black and white. Um, I was a little distracted. By the gold boobies? No, he is chiseled like a god. I was, as a kid, I was like, I wonder if I could get that jacked. Oh, really? What? I- I wasn't focused. You didn't feel that way after uh, uh, what should we call it, uh, George of the Jungle? Well, <laughs> you're like now they're just rubbing it in my face. <laughs> well, I was ten there, and then I was twelve here. I matured, and that's when Scott got his complex about his body. Oh no, I ah the media. Yeah, that's actually around the time where I started to get body dysmorphia. Yep. Oh really? Okay. Well, <laughs> yes, we've all been there. Some of us are still there. Well, it's because my friends were going through growth spurts and I was just staying short. Mm. I was like, no, they were chubby and now they're tall. Why am I not getting tall? (laughs) And then I looked at my parents and saw that they were each like five feet tall. I'm like, yep, thanks a lot, fuckers. You're taller than both of them. Kind of. I'm taller than my- Actually, I think you're the tallest one in your family. I'm taller than my dad by like an inch. Uh, yeah, or, well, I or a, maybe he's just getting shorter. Well, I have to step on a stool if I want to look my brother in the eye. Yeah, and I have to get on a Shetland pony if I want to do that. I have uh, to get on a small horse. But to... yeah, so the going back to the mummy. <laughs> yes. The lovers are discovered. She kills herself. She uh, and he's the only one who can bring her back. And so he travels to. Um, what is it? What is the city of the dead? They say it like a billion times in this movie, and yet I always forget it. Just call it the city of the dead. Hamanatra. Hamanatra. Yep. <laughs> Hamana Hamana. <laughs> Hamanatra. Come, come. Hamanatra. You're my butterfly, sugar baby. No. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hamanatra. Hum Hamunaptra. Nope, I'm calling it Hamanapra. Um, an opera, <laughs> an opera where he they took just her hum. body and then he stabbed it, and now she is back to. Oh wait, there, there. No, no, it's hum and opera, a humming opera. Anyway, I still love when when he's like about to bring her back. Uh, the guards come in. He's like, wait, wait, no, no. Spoilers. Oh, five seconds from now. Yeah. As you were. Yes. Milady. Yeah. 
they they go to Hamanoptera, the city of the dead, where he's going to bring her back, and then he's interrupted by the guards, and he is forced to undergo the uh, the Hyundai or whatever the mummification. Yeah, uh, the mummification whilst alive. What if what if Imhotet was played Imo- by Imhotet? I'm sorry, I was laughing as uh, okay. What if Imhotet was played by? You did it again. What did I say? Imhotet. It's Imhotep. <laughs> yes, Imhotep. I thought that's you're what s- I was saying. No, you're saying Imhotet. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. <laughs> what if he was played by Billy Eckner? <laughs> like say more Egyptian things. <laughs> Wait, what- let me get my book. <laughs> <laughs> what if he was played by Billy Eckner? I want you. And to- he's about to stab her, and he goes. Rude. It turns out uh, the process of uh, bringing her back to life involves the phrase "some assembly required," because, as we all know, well, just me, that <laughs> that mummies, when they mummified you, they would take out your organs separately, like your heart, your lungs, your brain, and they'd put them in canopic jars. You were the type of girl who named all the birds in the backyard, weren't you? <laughs> There's a cardinal. There's no, a- I mean you gave them names. <laughs> Shut up. There's Billy Ray Blue Jay. There is Red Fox. He's a red fox. What? Never Moving mi- on. Never mind. You don't know old 70s comedians. <laughs> Moving on. And you don't know birds, apparently. Let's call it even. Um, <laughs> but so. <laughs> red Fox. Anyway, so he's about to bring her back to life. Um, and then he's caught by the guards and he's forced. <laughs> I love how I'm just saying the same thing over again. And he is forced to undergo being mummified alive. And I love how they say, like, him and his followers all had to, like, suffer the same fate. His followers had the worst death. He had the easiest one. Yes and no. I mean, they all had to be- Later in the movie, when the scarabs are eating the slave, I don't like using that term, but- the people helping the other people are slaves. I don't think they're getting paid. Yeah. I think it's safe to say. It's indentured servitude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when when that guy is running away and the scarabs just climb on him, like two seconds later, he's gone. That just seemed quick. It probably was painful, but it was quick. That's that is an error in the move the logic of this movie. Because, you know, they say, Oh, the scarabs, they ate Imhotep slowly. It's like No Well. So and that's was why he I just said a to really you, tasty meal? Like, did they just want to make it last? Well, originally, I don't think they changed the dialogue because originally it was supposed to be um, Arnold Vuslu who plays Imhotep, who was narrating. And then the, then the director's like, wait a minute, he never speaks English. Oh, defer, you're going to be doing it. And he's like, okay, I'll do anything. Mm, but so, so, yeah, I think it was supposed to make you feel bad. Because about Imhotep? Yeah, I think you were supposed to have an unreliable narrator. Oh, okay. Like they were showing you one thing and he was saying another. It's I, a, it's a shitty getting, film technique that they I, used I to do. I think you're you're getting too deep. <laughs> I don't think you need to go that deep. Well, it's because I went to school for screenwriting and film production. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so. His um, death was not as bad. No, because like the other guys, they're all getting their tongues cut out and other organs okay, cut out alive. That, he didn't have to ha- like he got his tongue cut out and I think he got, was blinded. But by the light. But he looked pretty alive when they like wrapped him up. Cut loose like a deuce and then run her up the night. Go back to what you were saying. 
I, it just doesn't make sense to me that they say, oh, he suffered the worst fate of all. The other guys literally had hot pokers shoved up their nostrils. It's the tongue that And had gets their me. brain scrambled around. Well, that one is the quick one. That like just kills you right away. Yeah, I suppose. You're not really going to feel a lot of pain. Yeah, Unless they save it for last. They might. That might be like the killing stroke, essentially, for them. <laughs> Imagine the one guard who's like, Sir, I did it backwards. I scrambled the brains. He's already dead. Ah, Well, cut his tongue out anyways. <laughs> Just for good measure. Well, it's your first day, Billy. We don't Billy. half-ass things here. We full-ass them. It's your first day here, Billy. We'll let it go. And it's your birthday. Yay. And I did knock over your cake, so... I'll let it go. <laughs> but yeah, um, I just, I, I I cringe every time I see the guy with his tongue and he's like, Ugh, uh. well, that's Imhotep too. He gets his tongue tut out. Uh, tongue. He gets his tongue tut out. <laughs> he gets his tongue tut out. I was thinking of King Tut. I don't know why. He gets his tongue cut out. And then that's the Bond opening. Yep. Goldfinger. He's the man, the man with my touch. The part I have a problem with is the introduction of Rick. I like how they introduce him, but I hate Benny. We all hate Benny there's something about Benny that just gets under my skin. And yet I just love his relationship with O'Connell in terms of like how much these two like go after each other. It is a joy to watch. The weird thing about this is Kevin J. O'Connor, who plays Benny Mm -hmm. is basically an American character actor. Anytime you need a guy to do a silly voice and an accent, you get this guy. And what does he do in this movie? A silly voice and an accent. What is that accent? I don't know. I think he's supposed to be like from the Baltics or like Slavic. Maybe. Because he's not wearing a fez. He's wearing like... I, I think... thought it was a fez. No, it, it's it's a Ukrainian beanie. And I only know this because of Hebrew school. Because that's what they called them? That was the name? No, not the yarmulkes. We had to watch all of these like documentaries for Hebrew school about different parts of and like- there was, there was one called Ukrainian Beanie? Yes, that's what it was called. It was the story of a have- young man who made beanies. No, no, it was like they Ukrainian. took you through the Ukraine and there were like young boys going to school and they're like- their uniforms had that hat. Is the fez a Turkish hat? I thought it was Egyptian. I have no idea. Maybe maybe we're wrong. Maybe Benny is Moroccan. Maybe we're just ignorant. Anyway. Yeah, but so he... Kevin J. He O'Connor... Does, he does have a very interesting look to his character. Well, he's, he's, he's got the pencil-thin mustache. He looks like John Waters. He's got, he's got the hat. Yeah, he really does. What if they got John Waters... Rick, you know I'd never leave you. Your strength gives me strength. Hate to see you go. Love to watch you walk away. But yeah, so so the thing that like baffled me when I saw this, the only other movie that this guy is famous for is There Will Be Blood, where he plays 
Daniel Day-Lewis. He does kind of look like Daniel Day-Lewis. I can see why they picked him. He plays Daniel Day-Lewis's brother. If you told me that they were actually brothers in real life, you'd probably believe it. Yeah, I would believe you. But originally, when Joe Dante was going to do this, Daniel Day-Lewis was going to play the mummy. What? Yeah. No. Yes. Well, I'm glad they opted out of that decision. But wouldn't you love to see that? Because how the fuck would a method actor do that? Would he cut out his own tongue? <laughs> would he bring? And a- that was the last anyone heard of Daniel Day Lewis. Literally, and this he is never why- spoke again. <laughs> you never go full actor. Full actor. I don't. Is want- that is that what they call it? Well, he goes full method. You went to film school, right? You never go full method. Thank you. I I had a brain fart. I got to keep you sharp, Sonny. I got to keep you on your toes. (laughs) Okay. Why are you a 1930s dame? I don't know. Sometimes it just comes out. Ha-cha-cha-cha-cha. My name is Janet Snickle, and I'm here for the president's rubies. (laughs) But yeah, um, uh... I was just checking to make sure that we were still recording because <laughs> I would hate to have to redo this again. Yes. But, but he's such a little slime ball. He really is. The character of Benny is such a delightful loser. He he, he just he's he's the very definition of a leech. He latches on to whatever person around him he thinks has the most power and you know, that's how he's lived his life, clearly. Well, and, that's how he stays alive. Yeah. And clearly O'Connell was that person for a while until... No, um, I don't think it was O'Connell. I actually think it was the captain. Captain? The guy who runs away at the beginning. And he goes, I guess you are now captain. Oh, no, no. I think it was always O'Connell. Okay. Um, I thought that they that's had... That's why he says, your strength gives me strength. Literally, he's a leech. He's feeding off of O'Connell. Well, I thought that he fed off the other guy first and then. Here's the thing that makes no sense about this part. We literally hear over and over and over and over and over and over and over again how Hamanoptera is a secret city. It's like a well-kept secret. And yet we have the entire cast of Lawrence of Arabia appearing in the beginning on horseback. I still don't understand how the hell Brendan Fraser, an American, got into the French Foreign Legion. Well, you see, in a game of cards, he got two tickets on a ship, and it brought him there. Okay, so... It Bren- managed to skirt around the iceberg that killed Leo. So Brendan Fraser was... Uh, he was Stephen Summers' first choice, but the studio wanted other people. Who, Scott? Who? Who did they want? Well, I will tell you the movies that they were making instead. Who? Who? But the weird part that I figured out today who? is three of them. Who? Three of them. Who? Who? I swear to God, I'll kill you. <laughs> it's me, Haley, your friendly neighborhood owl. <laughs> who? Who? <laughs> so, so basically, most of the cast of School Ties were looked after. Uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck mm-hmm. and Chris O'Donnell, who yep. all starred in School Ties with Brendan Fraser. Okay. Which, that's fucking crazy. But uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were making Dogma together. Mm-hmm. Chris O'Donnell was making the shitty movie called The Bachelor, which you will never have to see, and I will never cover it. Did on. he accept the rose? 
is actually before the TV series. Oh, it's wait, a, is that the? Is I that what the? T- I kind of think so. Seriously, I'm not a hundred percent positive, but I think so. Did you hear about the all the drama that happened in the Bachelor this season? I don't care. I I those didn't watch people's it. lives no, no, make no, no, me no. sad. Well, yeah, but no, <laughs> this this woman like she like she was this close to picking this guy. And then he was mad that she like had sex in the fantasy suite with somebody else. And cause he didn't think that was her values. And she's like, listen, I fucked that guy in that windmill. <laughs> that happened on TV. Yeah. But like those shows are so scripted. Do you think she really did or was it? No, fake? I think that was literally off script. I really do. <laughs> Just the way well, she good stared. Good for her. I just the way, and she's like, "Listen, I had sex, and Jesus still loves me. Fuck you." Good for her. Sex positivity. Yes. You can come on the podcast and do anything you want, except for The Bachelor. <laughs> um, basically, it's a guy who is about to inherit a billion dollars mm-hmm. if he gets married to Renee Zellweger, who is his girlfriend. But he screws it up. Now all these women want to marry him because they know he's. They gonna, all want the rose. Pretty much. Okay. Then Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Was almost cast. See, I remembered who he was this time. Yeah, this time. But he was doing Ed TV instead, which is basically uh, Ron Howard's version of the Truman Show, except the guy knows he's being filmed. Hey, Scott. What? I see a lot of lawbreakers out there. I see a lot of lawbreakers out there. Brad Pitt. Mm hmm. But he did Fight Club instead. This one will make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. Because he eventually ended up in The Mummy. Oh, he only had to wait how many years? Uh, 18? 19, 17? Long enough. Yep. <laughs> um, Long but, enough to make a big steaming pile of nothing. But the one who uh, was picked by the studio was DiCaprio, was Leonardo DiCaprio, but Fox wouldn't let him out of making- Oh, speaking of Leonardo DiCaprio, look at that. Don't look me in the eyes. Supposedly, he went full method on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because he listened to Al Pacino, and Al Pacino was like, never have anyone look you in the fucking eyes. Are you sure about that? Pacino and De Niro try to keep mysteries about themselves, Oh, why? But Pacino is fucking there is crazy. There's nothing mysterious about Pacino. I am sorry. There's yeah. no mystery there. When Pacino was in a play in Boston, he went knocking on a restaurant's door and the head chef was closing up and he's like, I'm closing up. And Pacino's like, I'm hungry. I'm Al Pacino. Make me a meal. So Pacino made uh, made this guy make him a meal. The chef did it. They brought him out the bill. He threw it on the ground and walked out. <laughs> What a douchebag. He's just a crazy old man now. Okay. But anyways, his protege, Leonardo DiCaprio. Was going to be Rick O'Connell. But Fox wouldn't let him out of his contract for uh, the beach. And he's like, well, can we delay it a few months so I can make this movie? And they're like, uh, no. In full John Lovett style. And then they cast Brendan Fraser and the beach got delayed and he could have made the movie. (laughs) I just picture Leonardo DiCaprio running up to the studio, pulling a full John Mulaney, like, hey guys, but I. 
So yeah. Um but Brendan Fraser was perfect Rick O'Connell. Like I I agree. Like, I really enjoyed him in this role. Uh yeah, the director said he cast him because he had the swashbuckler look, which Rick only holds a sword once. Does he mean gunslinger? Did eh. he mean gunslinger? I think it's, you know, just any weapon, really. Well, it like was like a jack of all trades. It was funny because because in a interview, the director was with John Hanna, who plays the brother, and said, I casted uh, Brendan because he reminded me a lot of Errol Flint. And I think John Hanna said something like, he's not a fascist Nazi. <laughs> oh, see, I don't know anything about Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn was a... A fascist Nazi? He, he was part of uh, Hitler's... Youth? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, during World War II, he was a secret Nazi. Roro. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Captain Blood for real. Oh, no. So, yeah, um, but Fraser was picked, and apparently ladies loved him in the test screenings. Oh, I bet they did. Yeah, I just pictured like one I mom. I bet they did. <laughs> I, bet, I bet like one mom wrote, he should take his shirt off more. He doesn't take his shirt off at all in this movie. He should do that. I really don't think he does. And you know what? That's 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 good. No, I think the closest we get is um when he's about to be hung, he's wearing like the tank top. Well, not yeah, really. The, it's not really a tank top. No. It's a button-up shirt with no sleeves. Yeah. It looks like he's going to like a Larry the Cable Guy concert. Yeah. And speaking of well, we'll get to that. Like I don't want to go over the whole plot, but we do need to discuss Evie and her brother there. Yeah. Yeah. Which you th- you think that Jonathan is gay? You thought I'm, that John Hannah I'm getting that vibe. Which honestly, that would make sense. Maybe that's why they made Jack Whitehall's character in Africa uh not African Queen in uh Jungle Cruise because Jungle Cruise was inspired by Mummy? The Mummy and the African Queen. So you think he he's inspired by uh John Hannah's character? I really do. Yeah, that's entirely possible. I mean Except for like the hair, like how is it, his is is Jack Whitehall's character the brother to be gay? of Emily Blunt? Yeah, but is he supposed to be gay? Yes, he's that was the controversy that oh. everyone was making the sink about because oh they're my like, God, really? The first openly gay character in a Disney movie? No, no, I that oh openly gay. Yeah. Okay, wait, wh- I thought that was LeFou. No, LeFou is implied. I don't think so. It's weird. I don't think uh, there's anything implied about LeFou. I, I don't know. Why? Why? I don't know. Society, why are you like this? I don't know. But John Hanna is so delightful in this he movie. He is. I really I do enjoy his character. You would love him in another movie. Sliding doors. I have guys, tweet at tweet at us. Hashtag Haley Sliding Doors. Never. You know I hate those types Hashtag of movies. Hashtag Haley sliding the, doors. I hate if then I hate I hate those like those possible future movies. I hate it. Oh, come on. Come on. I saw the butterfly effect ruin my whole month. <laughs> well, yeah, and it ruined Ashton Kutcher's career, so it actually helped his career quite a bit. Anyways, he is delightful in everything. You would love him. What else? I know I've seen him in other stuff, but remind me what else he's been in. Um, 
He's been in a bunch of Guy Ritchie movies, I believe. I think he was in uh, Victoria. I said, bloody good show, chaps. And did I panic? I think not. He was in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Okay. Um, uh, the remake of Overboard, which we haven't seen. Because it's crap. Let's see. He was in... No, you didn't see Damages, that TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we don't need to go through the whole list. No, there's something, and it's driving me crazy. Uh, sliding Doors. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, there's nothing you would really know him from. Oh, did you see the bad, wonderful world of Disney on ABC's nope. version of Love Bug? Nope. Of Herbie the Love Bug? Nope. He was the bad guy in that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But he got to use his real Scottish accent in it. Oh, he's Scottish. Oh, okay. He sure is. Oh. It's great. Uh, Yeah, you wouldn't have seen any of these. You didn't see Hurricane. Mm. Oh, did you watch Alias? No. Jennifer Garner show? Nope. Because he was always on that. Nope. Well, he is delightful. Yeah. He is delightful as hell. And I do buy him as Rachel Weisz's brother. I mean, yeah. I mean, they kind of look alike, so. Yeah, kind of. Although he doesn't share his sister's pencil-thin eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. What happened there? They were trying to make her look like a 1950s starlet. Oh, okay. 1930s starlet. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying to give her that, like, Greta Garbo. I can Hedy see Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. But. And she's, like, this bookish, clumsy knocks over an entire library's worth of books type of gal. Yeah. First off, no one can do that on the ladder. Yeah. It just reminded me of... of uh, Charlie Do- Chaplin? I was thinking of Documentary Now when they did uh, Mr. Runner-Up and they had Fred Armisen as the Italian sex comedy ladder guy. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I could think of. Imagine being known as the Italian sex comedy ladder guy. What a niche. Yeah. It was actually a real genre of film in Italy. Mm. Oh, somebody mentioned a weird genre of film today to me. Somebody mentioned that their uh, one of their friends is like in film school, and she's doing her, her like I don't know if it's a dissertation or thesis. whatever thesis. She's doing her thesis on Soviet era sci fi films. Oh my god, really? Really? Those are great. Seriously? Yeah. Huh? Like Robinson Crusoe on Mars? What? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh, the uh, sparkle in Scott's eyes right now. Uh oh! So she must be talking about the original Solaris. I have no idea. You got me on a rabbit hole now. <laughs> no. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> but yeah, I didn't even know. Like that's such a niche thing. Soviet era sci-fi. Uh, what's films. my favorite genre? Like that's a niche, right? Black exploitation. That's such a niche. That's a bigger niche than fucking sci-fi Soviet films. Eh. You say potato, I say potato. Uh, anyways. Uh, what? <laughs> Nothing. I just thought of a title of one. What? Chernobyl on Jupiter. I would pay good money to see that. So yeah, but the the Italian sex comedy ladder thing that she does. Mm. I mean, yeah. 
it she, when, and, and I love how like the guy her the curator comes in and he's all like give me plagues give me boils wait <laughs> just you wait can you wait 30 short minutes yeah also every time I see that guy all I can think of is uh I almost said happy Gilmore Mr. Deeds Who, he's the guy who sings ground control to major Tom oh, he, he's yes. The yes. assistant. Yes, that's right. Um, I just love though in this film how he he tells her basically like you're here because of nepotism. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm here because I can read Egyptian and and you're I, here because I your parents do- donated a lot of money to a blah 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 and the blah blah blah. Yeah, that too. <laughs> you're here because I was stooping your mother when your father was Alf on Diggs. Wait, what? Who am I? Papa? We'll never know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love how how douchey he is, but then he He's helps also them. the worst curator ever. Oh, look, a map. Oh, I lit it on fire. And I understand he's like trying to keep the secret because he's part of the Magi who are like professional creepers. Well, when sl- slash when- protectors of Hominoptera and they're doing a terrible job as indicated by the like the second major scene in the movie well when odifer or odifer odifer hara whatever the fuck his name is when he shows up in his office i would have loved for him to be like how do you know him he is my brother my younger brother (laughs) oh man you have city miles on you man (laughs) are you sure you don't mean son (laughs) i'm pretty sure you mean son yeah but like to make a mistake like that to burn a piece of paper that's like over like I've been looking for this forever a Whoopsie thousand doodles. years old but you, how fucking cool that'd be like if I held the declaration of independence up to like a candle and uh, threw some gasoline on it for good measure <laughs> or you found like the original uh, Superman comic that's worth like a billion dollars Oops! and I went out into the street while it was raining or you were like my mom and you threw out my uh, Derek Jeter rookie card, which is now worth about $10 million. You're shitting me. Yeah. I'm not shitting you. She did. You're <laughs> shitting me. Sarah, why? <laughs> we could have all had boats. Not yachts, just boats. I don't want a boat. I want a pyramid. <laughs> I'm a simple girl with simple needs. Literally, I want that on my headstone. This should have been a pyramid. (laughs) (laughs) And I want on my headstone, they'll never take me alive were his final words. (laughs) But yeah. uh, I thought it was, and he died as he lived naked, screaming and covered in blood. Oh, he died the way he he lived. Yeah. Why? What did I say? I forget. Okay. It's late. All right. But yeah. um, What's his name? Uh, Happy. Happy Gilmart, Mr. Deeds guy. Yes. He, not only is he the worst curator, but even when when Jonathan shows up, he's like, yeah, I hate you too. I hate your whole fucking family. (laughs) You are the worst. He's like Mr. Wilson. Because her brother too is like kind of a screw up. He's like a gambler. He's a drunk and a gambler. Yeah, which is how we meet O'Connell is because he got the map from O'Connell. And the key, which I love that key. 
I wish, I wanted that so bad. As I a wish kid. that was a lock to our door. That would be amazing. <laughs> but also, incre- can you imagine like us coming back from like a party? It's late at night. I told you counterclockwise. No. I it's thought clockwise. I just put it in it's and It's always it clockwise. How many times have I told you? Yeah, but just to have the noise of ooh every time. Literally, that that could just be our doorbell. Ooh. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I know I, what I want our doorbell to be. Uh, Vincent Price from Thriller going, y'all's neighborhood. I wish, but... Also, just go no further. You shall not pass. But um, when we finally meet Brendan Fraser, he looks like George of the Jungle forgot to shave. Yeah. He's fallen on hard times. He's covered in sand. But the scene, so when he is- He's eaten a little bit more bananas than usual. When he gets hung in this, mm-hmm. he had to be resuscitated. I still can't believe that. He was legally dead for two minutes. That's crazy. Because uh, usually I thought there was like, y- you remember when we first saw, well, I first saw, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Harold and Maude. Yeah. The scene in the beginning where he hangs himself. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. <laughs> Although you had how many years to see it? Yeah, 76. Yeah, yeah 76. <laughs> Um, so he's got like a harness on and the rope is just around his neck. Like it looks tight, but it's just because he's like craning his head the right yeah. way. I thought it was going to be something like that. Yeah. Well, it was, but the harness wasn't tight enough. Oh, Jesus. Like the knot just like. What PA fucked that up? <laughs> I don't know, but like they had to shut down production for like two or three days. I can't blame him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't like turn off the camera. You good? You good? Okay. Keep rolling. Let's get some makeup on those bruises now. Back to one and check the gate and let's go again. Can I please get some water? <laughs> you can get some water when you finish the goddamn scene. <laughs> <laughs> but I sound like Lupita Nyong'o and Ross. And you're beautiful, sweetheart. You're Just keep star. flexing you're those st- muscles. He's pretty, isn't he? Let's get some more grease on him. Well, so the warden, do uh-huh. you know? Do you know he was in the movie Over the Hedge? I try to forget movies like Over the Hedge. Well, he, he they made him look exactly like his character in in this. Which one? A squirrel? He was the cat. He was the Persian cat. Okay. I just every time I see him now, I wait. C- are you saying they made his character? In the mummy, look like his character. No, no, no. In over the hedge. No, in over the hedge, they made his character look like his character in the mummy. Okay. Because that's all anyone knows him from. Okay. He was also in uh, Nutcracker. Which one? He was one of the guards. Oh, he, oh. He was the fat bald guard. You're talking about the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Yes. An episode which you can also check Our out. Our Christmas on right. episode yes. of last year. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna do something much better for that. Spoiler alert, we hated it. Yeah, that's why I'm doing something much better this year. <laughs> what are we doing, Scott? Oh, you're not going to be on that one. That doesn't mean I still don't want to know. <laughs> the Say by the Bell episode where Zach gets a homeless girl for Christmas. What? 
And we're probably doing a Christmas movie. What? What? Yeah, that's a real thing. Back to the mummy. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Poor Brendan Fraser, almost dying on the job. Yeah, but I love how how when uh, she doesn't even look that alarmed when they drop him, she goes, oh no, uh, uh, he knows where Hominatra is. <laughs> and then like they let him go and she's like, oh, thank God he's alive. Yeah, So he shouldn't be. <laughs> Yeah, I love literally not not just because of what you told me, but the distance he fell, no matter how big he is. Once again, as I told you before, should have snapped. The thing that fell was a dummy. I know, but I'm saying a real like in the movie. This wasn't a dummy. He was a person who <laughs> fell a significant feet foot. footage footage (laughs) he fell far (laughs) anyway his neck there's no way as thick as his neck was as muscular as it was he should have died his neck should have snapped i mean what did he do flex it when he i i don't think i think flexing it would make it worse i don't know i don't know i'm not i'm not a neck physicist (laughs) me back to the march of nipples or what did i call it the nipple foundation The nipple foundation yes the march of nipples <laughs> yeah um i love oh god <laughs> i just got a very vivid image in my head i didn't need it there but it's there what like old newsreel footage nipples on the move <laughs> another soviet era sci-fi movie <laughs> they do my favorite cliche of talking shit about brendan Fraser, and then he's like anyone i know and he looks like Handsome as hell. Yeah. Do you really think he's going to show off? Yes, undoubtedly. Going my luck. He may be a cowboy, but I know the breed. His word is his word. Well, personally, I think he's filthy, rude, a complete scoundrel. I don't like him one bit. Anyone I know? Oh. Um. Hello. That uh, like She's like, he's not that good looking. He's not. Lady, may I introduce you to... George of the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that they did like her just like fawning over him, just going humana, humana, humana. Auga. Uh, Evie, why are you licking your eyebrows with your tongue? What? <laughs> like a cartoon character. Oh, okay. I don't remember. From the mask when okay. he turns into the wolf. Anyways. No. Anyways, that's a shitty Jim Carrey movie that came out 25 years ago today. Little fun fact. Really? Yes. Scott's movie fact corner. (laughs) Thank you. But I love like what he's wearing is exactly what he was wearing at the beginning of the movie, except all of his (laughs) patches are gone. (laughs) He's got a very good tailor in Egypt. I just wish there was a scene of him giving up on the French Foreign Legion. He's just in a mirror, just ripping them off like fucking yeah. Benny, fucking Benny, so fucking meet, Benny. Yeah, so we meet other side characters because apparently they're they're not the only ones on the hunt for Hominoptera. The Americans are oh, also there. Yeah, so you have the 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 businessman. Yes. Then you have the cowboy. Yes. Then you have the cowboy businessman. Yep. Yep. That's what <laughs> they imagine. Okay, so we've got the businessman, we've got the cowboy. We need a third guy. There needs to, like is the din- the dynamic is off. What do we do? Well, let's get a fop. No, let's get a cowboy businessman. Sold. 
Um, but they're also looking for Hominoptera, and they're conveniently led by our good old friend. There's one other person with them. Cadbury. Yes, Cadbury's there too. Who I found out, he's not British in real life. No. He's Australian. Yeah. You knew that? No. Okay. I'm just fucking with you. Because he's British in everything. Mm, yeah, well, he, he's, hey, do what you know. But yeah, uh, they are led by Benny. Yes. Good old Benny boy. They're, okay, so when... Uh, I love every goodbye, Benny. Goodbye, Benny. <laughs> goodbye, Benny. All three of them? Three? There's only three? I feel like there were more. No, there's only three. Well, I love them all in equal measure. But I love when uh, Benny makes his joke and... Oh, the... the I might have children someday. No, no, not that. Oh, okay. When he's like, oh, you always had a typo, Connell. You always did have more balls and brains. <laughs> or, like, basically saying that he's only doing it for... Yeah. And I love Brendan Fraser's face when he fake laughs when... <laughs> Do you know who he looks like when he does that? What? He looks like he looks like Nathan Fillion. I can see that, yeah. Why wasn't there like a TV series where him and Nathan Fillion played brothers? <laughs> oh. Brothers who solved Egyptian crimes. Egyptian crimes. Yeah, it takes place in the nineteen thirties and they're like treasure hunters. I'd watch that show. Yeah. I'd watch that show by the boatload. <laughs> Speaking of boats, I'm setting you up and you're not dunking. What? I said, I'm setting you up, and you're not dunking. What? <sighs> what am I not doing? Dunking. Okay, what am I supposed to be dunking? I said, Speaking I would watch boats. that show by the boatload. Yes. Speaking of boats. Ah, there it is. Corner pocket. Where are they? They're on a boat. With their flippy floppies. With their flippy floppies. Yeah, I love how he figures out there's other people on the boat after he throws Benny off. He's like, wait a minute, there's not supposed to be feet prints. I mean, oh, footprints. Yeah. 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 Skipping ahead, skipping ahead. It's the Magi, right? The Magi are... No, no. They're... It's not the Magi that it's are after Oh, Defer's. It is. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. They're trying to stop them from getting to Hominoptera. Yeah. And when they when they end up in the marketplace mm -hmm. after they destroy this poor boat. Yeah. Um the camels. <laughs> yes. He you kept pointing out he was like, No, I only want four camels. Four camels and the guy's holding four. Yeah. Yes, I have what you want. Four camels. I can count two. Oh, also, I will point, in at, point out, as we were watching the movie, I said, when I saw the camels, hey, who wants a cigarette? And Haley said, oh, that's right, because of Marlboro's. Camel cigarettes, sweetheart. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Haley thought that the mascot for Marlboro was not the you, Marlboro Man do Cowboy. Do you know any other Haley's? Or are you podcasting with other Haley's? No, it was you. <laughs> Camel's Isn't this a lovely poster we have on the wall. <laughs> Joe Camel is the camel cigarette guy. Yeah. <sighs> but there's cowboys in this movie too. There's cowboy businessmen. And what do cowboy businessmen sell? Cigarettes, Scott. <laughs> they sell cigarettes. 
Are you going to go with that nice save? Got that save? fine Egyptian tobacco. Nice save. Okay, moving on. I really turned that one around. <laughs> no one is buying it. Nice story. No one's buying it. But yeah, I I love when they're when they're riding, are about to ride. Uh, Fraser's like, "Where's Evie?" And then uh, she comes out all with an Egyptian pr- makeover. Yeah, she comes out as Princess Jasmine. He's like, "Oh my god, you're beautiful, dude." She was always beautiful. Yeah. It, you know, I I really hate that she's like, oh, my mother was Egyptian. Yeah, and uh, Emma Stone is half Hawaiian. Aloha. <laughs> yeah. We buy that because we're stupid. Funny story about that. Someone, uh, this is diving deep into my, my stuff that I like on Facebook. I am part of a Bill and Ted fan page. What? You? No. Anyways. Someone alert the Nipple Foundation. Someone posted how offensive. You? How, offen- no. how offensive it was to have Keanu Reeves uh, in a movie, the the Ali Wong movie, whatever it was called. Always yeah. Be, and it was taking away roles of Asian actors. And someone wrote. Oh, no. Someone wrote. He's half Polynesian, and they're like, "No!" And then and I we wrote in, like, yes. "Yes, Keanu, <laughs> Keanu." That- I mean, granted, I know Hollywood's given their kids weird ass names these days. Apple, but fucking Keanu, Moxie crime fighter. Do the fucking math. But yeah. Just you mentioning Emma Stone from Aloha. And yeah, Rachel Weiss. And so we're supposed to believe that both her and uh, John Hanna are supposed to be, you know, half Egyptian. I mean, I guess if her dad, it's it's not an unfeasible backstory because if you, like her, like a lot of um, uh, English uh archaeologists or whatever came over to Egypt to study, you know, I guess Egyptian history and well, um Howard Car- Carter Carver, he was the one who discovered King Tut's tomb. Haley's and Egyptian technology. Fun fact. This isn't going to be a fun fact. His financier. So you know when in the movie the scene where they they read the curse off of the box don't read from the book well no not that not the book the box containing the organs it says death will come on swift wings that was actually the real curse in tut's tomb and the financier whose name escapes me of the the tut excavation he died after complications of a mosquito bite Eh? So his hooker killed him. <laughs> what? No, no. Mosquito. Get it? Swift wings? Get yes. it? Yes, I get it. If you're making some sexual joke, it's going it's not right as, over. It's not a sexual Okay, joke. okay. It's just... Back in those days, to cover up scandals, they always made up like weird it's ways. It's entirely possible. They made up weird ways people it's died. It's entirely possible he had the syphilis. We will never know. JK, it was pneumonia. I, but I, he did have like problems after he got a mosquito bite. Well, they said that Marilyn Monroe died of a fainting spell. So. Yeah, and they said uh, uh, 
Kurt Cobain died of, you know. Self-inflicted gunshot wound. Yeah. That his wife caused. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Welcome to Haley and Scott's Conspiracy Corner. Next, we're going to be watching so Conspiracy Theory. So many corners theory. in this room. I love how um, their love story basically evolves from a, a drunken night reading a book. It really does. Yeah. They they like uh, yeah. they go into the tomb. A couple people discover jars and kill. thinking there's riches in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the jars themselves are like gold and ivory and fancy shit. Yes, but it's dust on the inside because there's body parts in there. Well, I love how they have the magic sand that blasts people and apparently liquefies oh, them. those poor oh, people. you know what I bet that was? Because this can actually happen. Salt? Salt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know. But when they bring the mummy back, when Benny is trying to, you know, bargain his way in, what line got me? Got you. Just got you. Because well, like, as a kid, I didn't, like, it didn't register to me. Like, because that was always the scene I kind of just like, eh, okay, get to the other parts. You know. Um, he takes out a star of David and it, starts well, speaking Again, Hebrew. he's a leech, so he'll, he'll latch on anything that helps him. So he's got all of these, like, religious iconographies around his neck. And he like he pulls out. We got the cross. We got the Buddha. We got the Hindi god of just uh, you know. And then finally, finally, we Star come to David. the Star of David, and he and starts speaking. Bingo, Hebrew. presto. He's <laughs> Imhotep says, "Oh, the language of slaves." <sighs> I remember in the theater, I turned to my dad. I'm like, "My bar mitzvah is in four months." <laughs> like, <laughs> really, four months. Four months. <laughs> I said, really? There's still anti-Semitism. You, you know, yeah, I bet they were thinking there's a kid out there who's got a bar mitzvah in four months. Let's really offend him. Let's give him the good old kick in the nuts that kid deserves. I, I just. But yeah, there's there's not much we can say about that line. That, that, just, just take our, just listen to the tone of our voices and know what we're thinking. Fucking Benny. Historically accurate? Yes. Did it need to be in the movie? No. No. Thanks a bunch, Stephen Summers. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> so when, to quote Lindsay Ellis, when we're not trying to steal her her uh, favorite phrase there, but yes. thanks, we hate it. But I love so I love when they get her back, um, because poor uh, businessman has his eyes and tongue ripped out. Yeah, so that's Imhotep's whole stick is he comes back to life and he's got to suck the life out of others in order to make himself pretty again. Sounds so dirty. Yeah. Sounds I'm like I'm Imhotep. I just need to suck. I was going to say it just sounds like a lot of men in Hollywood of the time, but they got to suck the lives out of pretty young things. <laughs> this time they're sucking the lives out of pretty young men. Yes. Um. But I love when he he looks at uh, Rachel Vice and he goes, Anoxuna Moon. They look nothing alike. Literally nothing. He is reaching for it. <sighs> Beaches, man, right? Maybe it's the eyebrows. <laughs> Maybe it's the body paint. Wait a minute. She's not wearing body paint. <laughs> it, it, here's the thing. 
a lot of these people wander around the tombs alone. And here's the thing about wandering around the tombs alone. It is a bad idea, period. Because as most Egyptologists would know, <laughs> there are the the pharaohs designed their pyramids with tunnels that sometimes led to nowhere or trap doors or holes. Literally, like it was a nightmare. Is that what inspired H.H. Holmes? No. Okay. You could actually find it like you'd be walking down a tunnel and you'd be going on a slope and then you wouldn't realize until it's too, like it would be just like a gentle slope, just gentle enough where you wouldn't really realize it. Until bam, crocodiles. No, no. But you'd be stuck in a hole. So it's not, listen, when it comes to tombs, repeat after me, buddy system. Well, yeah, the the warden isn't on the buddy system. He thinks he finds like gemstones and then they're the scarabs and he gets eaten. Yeah. Um, I do love when Cadbury is like, you must not read from the book. Well, maybe if you slept with Whatever it. Whatever harm came from reading a book. Tell that to uh, uh, what's his name from Hocus Pocus. The virgin. Yeah, the virgin. <laughs> I still I still love in Hocus Pocus how they imply that uh, uh, Vanessa Shaw's character, uh, Allison, is not a virgin. Because he's like, do you want to light the candle? And she's like, I can't. She didn't say I can't. She's just like, no, this place is creepy. Let's bounce. <laughs> I'm just quoting Lindsay Ellis. Yeah. <laughs> Once again. Um, but yeah, reading books and movies is never a good idea. Apparently it's not. Yeah. You shouldn't. Um, Depends on what genre you find yourself in. Well, so. And I feel like with sci-fi, you have to roll the dice. Is this sci-fi or is this fantasy? I think it's sci-fi. I guess. I no. The second one is sci-fi. I yeah. hate the second one so much it made me not watch the third one. Like, yeah. I, I mean... Then they bring in reincarnation into that the picture. Pissed, that's and... what pissed me off. This movie in my eyes is perfect. Yeah. Like, it's a great, you know, thriller. It's yeah. fun. It's very campy. And then the second one, it's like, hey, remember everything you liked in the first one? We're going to recycle it, but we're going to make it worse. <laughs> Everyone just wanted to see Imhotep and Anaxunamun together. I think that's pick, pick really a what it was. Different mummy. Yeah. Like a British mummy. Or a Chinese. No, never mind. We're not going to do that. <laughs> well, they did in Tomb of the, the Dragon Emperor. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, God, that movie sucks so bad. Also, bad idea. I didn't see it. I had to do the film on the projector for it. And I looked in and I just saw it gently. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. You know what is one of the most terrifying things about um, the Chinese emperors who were buried? No. Well, the most one of the most famous ones, whose name escapes me, he w consumed so much mercury over the course of his life because mercury at the time was believed to uh, bless you with eternal youth. And um, yeah, it didn't do that. <laughs> Killed him. Yes, but his tomb is so filled with mercury that you cannot enter it. What about in like a hazmat suit? No. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, uh, the third one... Bad. I'm never going to watch. Bad. Second one is almost unwatchable, but this one is perfect. Yeah. And I love when they get back, like 
This movie is two hours long, but it flies by. Speaking of flying. Yeah, when we when, have the Egyptian uh, Sully Sullenberger there. <laughs> well, I love how. So, what happens is Cliff notes, uh, Imhotep comes back to life. Oh, no. Oh, no. And he brings with him the 12 plagues of Egypt, which I love how every time one shows up, her, uh, Evie's brother quotes the Bible. Like, we get it, man. Yes, you read a book. You liked it. Thanks. <laughs> but I still love... And the rivers ran red as if blood or whatever. Yeah, whatever. She goes with him. And now poor Rick. Well, he yeah, she goes with Imhotep because he, like, sh- you know, she's going to be the new vessel for Anaxunamun. 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 But, uh... Rick enlists, uh, yeah, this poor British guy who he clearly just wants to die. He does. He wants to join his brethren. He feels left out. But I love how, like, uh, Odefer, who is now up with them, who is part of. <laughs> so they're strapped onto the wings of the plane. Like, so O'Connell's in the back. He's in the back. He's seat. on the gun. Yeah, he's got the shotgun seat. And then on the right wing, we have Jonathan, Jonathan, who's terrified, and then we have Odefer, uh, who's what's the character's name in the movie? I'm looking it up, but, but he's on the wing and he's having the time of his life. What's Literally. his name? Not so much. Yeah, Jonathan really uh, isn't. <laughs> he's like, I'm flying, Mama. I'm flying. Like he has a pet bird, and you you could tell he's just like I can fly with my bird, just how I always dreamed. Look at me in the sky, do 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 do. I'm flying. <laughs> yeah. So Odifer, butterfly uh, in the sky, I can fly twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book. Ardith, oh, there's a mummy. <laughs> Ardith Bay. Ardith Bay. Yeah. That's his character's name. Yep. Ardith? They should have just named him Oded Ar- for. Wait, are you sure? Yes, I'm. Ardith? Lo- Ardeth. Ardeth? Okay. Ardeth Bay. My so name they're like is- it's supposed to be a play on words like our death. Our death bay? Our death bed? Uh, um. Our death bay. <laughs> um. But yes, poor Winston wants to join his brothers in arms so bad, and he's just like, I want to have one last adventure. So in an attempt to stop Imhotep, they get on the plane. They try to shoot him dead. It doesn't work. Yeah. Crash in the desert. Um, Poor Winston. But the other three are fine because they have a three-picture deal. Um, out, out of curiosity, what's the grossest part in this movie to you? Because there's a couple, like, irkish moments. Like, as campy as it is, there's, like, a couple moments that are just like, ugh. Um, I always thought when uh, Imhotep, when they open up the grave and his body comes out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he looks like he's still decaying. No. (laughs) Just no. But when he comes back to life. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty gross. Yeah, that for me, when he kisses Evie, when he's got like. And his face starts to melt away. Oh, she's going to need like all the mints. All the Listerine. As a kid, I remember the end scene because I saw this movie three times in theaters. But I remember the end scene scene like feeling longer, mm-hmm. like him trying to read the book mm-hmm. and control the army, and then her reading. 
I thought that took longer. It takes about like two minutes. Yeah. It's so short. Yeah. Because then he just stabs him. I hate how they always use the phrase, he's going to consummate the curse. Please stop using that word. It does not mean what you think it means. I just want Brendan Fraser to be like, wait, he's going to fuck the curse? Yeah, he's he's going to fuck Evie and then the curse will be <laughs> lifted. Oh, God. That he's going to put his girlfriend in Evie's body. They going to fuck. Then. But if that if that's what he was gonna do, then why did Evie? Then why did Anoxuna Moon come back to life? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. No, he wants her in a fresh body. She's in her old body. He wants to give her the new and improved model. Still doesn't make sense, but whatever. Yeah. Um. The the log- Some of the logic in this movie is a little like the scarabs, for instance, and also like. You know how, like, Imhotep, he creates the zombies that go after O'Connell and friends. Mm -hmm. And then the brother is able to fool them by just, Imhotep, like. (laughs) Yeah, that's. like they're a little gullible for zombies. Yeah, that's very Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Um, It's funny. Like, you know, I know I'm, like, kind of uh, nitpicking a little bit. It's fine. It's fine. But as as it comes to an end, like when he grabs Evie and they just make out because like he saved the day and yeah, that's it felt so cliched. Yeah, and all the- like it it now it now reminds me of like how cliched things were. Like, um, remember when I showed you the uh. SNL sketch with John Mulaney doing to have or have not. You know how to whistle, right? No. Oh. Yeah. That it reminded me of that 1930s cliche. Yeah, although the like the aesthetic for this movie is very like like you said 1930s, like her Evie's looks, his get up there, the O'Connell's get up you know, the world they've created is very reminiscent of that time. Yeah. I, and I think it's actually supposed to take place during that time, right? Yes. Yeah. I think it's like 1931. Yeah, I th- okay. It's supposed to take place the year the original Mummy movie came, pl- yeah. came out. But I just, it this movie, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love this movie. But Imhotep, this is a lot of work for pussy. I mean... <laughs> This is so much work. He is playing the very definition of the long game. Like, he's got to kill the pharaoh. Then he's got to bring his girlfriend back to life. Whoops, failed that. Oh, well, I'm going to be buried alive and wait for some sucker to, like, bring me back to life. Oh, I'm alive again. Hey, you look good. Um, Wait, just so we can get a cat back? A cat back? Yeah, you said he was trying to get some pussy. Yes, this is all for cats. <laughs> yeah. This is all for that horrible movie. He's doing it for Rum Tum Tugger, McCavity. Mr. Mistopheles. Buster for Brown. Yep. Gus the theater cat. No, I meant vagina. <laughs> vagina? <laughs> I meant vagina. Like a lot of vagina. Yeah. Um, get it? Yes, I do got it. Do you get it? I do. Do you, do you, do you get it? Yes. Yes, that's her Bond girl name. Yes. Anyways, uh, I still don't understand how they could possibly make a sequel because he makes they make Imhotep 
immortal and he dies. Like he dies, dies. Well, no. So they take his immortality away. In the like, I mean, they make him mortal and then he dies. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Like he's dead. Which kind of makes sense because like they already believed pharaohs were in a sense immortal. Right. But he wasn't a pharaoh. Like death was just a doorway that you would walk through. Right. But he wasn't a pharaoh. He was a he was a priest yeah but he was still like of that ilk where he's like in the high like he's really high up in the hierarchy he was the only like, man I that believe... could ever reach her he was the son of a preacher man wait come back no come back i'm like imhotep's immortality i'm out of here <laughs> I, i'm this... like benny i'm out of here <laughs> you're gonna jet yeah um, i'm benny and i'm benny and i'm jetting oh yeah i because I remember in uh, the second one, I'm like, how do they have all this money? I totally forget. They take the camels that are like. Yeah, Benny takes some treasure. And then dies. Yeah. But like. Killed by greed. Yeah. And then they get all of the gold. All of the treasure. And that's not, how. The, not all of the treasure. You saw how big that room was. Enough to fill like, four saddlebags. No, there was only one saddlebag. Two. I one. thought it was on two no, camels. No, no. no. No, no. But it was a double-sided one. There was one on one. I love side. how we're arguing about bags of gold. It doesn't matter. It it t- it took me to this viewing to because I remember watching the second one. I'm like, wait, why do they have all this money now? I t- <laughs> I was like, why are they rich? And why is there a kid in this? But yeah, so Brendan Fraser is amazing in this, and it was great talking about him yeah. all mu- month long. I just I love like how he has that moment where he screams at the zombies, like not scared scream. Like they scream at him. He screams back at them. It's Does, great. Doesn't Hopper do that in stranger things? Hopper does it. And also, um, Captain Marvel. Oh, that's right. And I right. think it came from this movie. I do, I do too. I really think it did. I think this is where it started. I, okay. So, uh, when we watched with honors, Mallory talked about, um, Brendan Fraser's butt. In the mom jeans. Mm. And I was like, how can you see it? But in this movie... You can see everything. Easy, sweetheart. (laughs) I'm right here. Yes. But yeah... um, And I'm right here. (laughs) But yeah... I'm glad we've established our location on this couch. Yeah, because... I... It just baffles my mind. Listen, mom. he was my childhood crush, okay? No, I'm t- I'm talking about the mom jeans. Oh, yeah, the mom jeans. They're not flattering on anybody. Though they're seriously coming back in style. But, but I don't know where you get mom jeans. For Some men? Tell- no. Like, they're mainly for women now. Although, no. That's- no, we-, we were talking about him wearing mom jeans and yeah. with honors. Where did he get those? Uh, the only place mom I can, jeans were everywhere back then. All I can men, think of, women everywhere. The only place I can think of him going is to like a J.C. Penney <laughs> and Sears. Those are the two places you get mom jeans. Yeah. So Sears is going out of business, but J.C. Oh, Penney yeah. is still around. So get your mom jeans and get your Brendan Fraser butt. I still, like I said, I still don't know where people get mom jeans. J.C. Penney. Yeah. Is there? I know Filene's is gone, but is there still a Filene's? Is there still a Filene's basement? Filene's. Filene's is gone, but Filene's is totally gone. Therefore, we have no Filene's basement. Anyway, if, if the top is gone, the basement is gone. No, the 
It was called Filene's Basement because it was supposed to be like a Nordstrom rag. It was like the... Yeah, no, I know what Filene's Basement is, but I'm saying if the main chain is gone, you can bet your sweet bippy that the, the, uh, the, whatchamacallit, the spinoff store. That's not true because Pier 1 is gone, but Pier 1 Imports still exists. Yes, selling overpriced cutlery since like what? 1987. Oh boy. Yeah, stupid, right? Yeah. But yeah, anyways, the most important thing of this episode is to get yourself some riding pants so you can have a butt like Brendan Fraser or get yourself some mom jeans so you can have a butt like Brendan Fraser. Or I guess, get yourself an old timey nightgown. So you can have a butt like Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I guess the moral of the story for this month is we all want to be Brendan Fraser's butt. But yeah, um, this one was saved just for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. He's pretending I'm not. I wasn't walking around the house going, "Can I do the mummy? Can I do the mummy? Mummy, mummy, <laughs> mummy." Just kidding. I didn't do that. Um. Yeah. I. As we get to the end, there's nothing really I want to talk about. But yeah, congrats on your first. Uh, Month of Stars and Grapes. Yes, and he was the perfect choice to do. I love him. Yes. Now I just want to do him from now on. I'm telling you, I am ready for the Renaissance. It's Let already it begin. It's all. I. It already has begun. I w- went back and I looked at it. You need to say that like with more power behind it. It has begun. It already has the begun. Renaissance. Well, in the last year, it's begun on television because. He got an Emmy nomination for being on The Affair. Mm-hmm. Apparently, his run on The Affair was amazing. Oh, really? He played like a uh, sheriff of the beach Nottingham. town. Nottingham. <laughs> he played the sheriff of the beach town who, uh, yeah. Okay. Who starts investigating. Oh, okay. Ooh. Uh, and then he was on that uh, uh, All the Money in the World TV version that they did, Trust. All right, whatever. And then Doom Patrol. And he's just been popping up everywhere now. Good. Mainly TV. Yeah. I miss seeing him him. in movies. Yeah, we need to get him back in movies. Yeah. He said he would do another mummy movie. Listen, we had the McConaughey assance. You mean the McConaughey? McConaughey. But that doesn't have quite the same flow. I know. The Brennaissance. As Brennaissance. The Brennaissance. Yeah, so. On a scale of one to thirteen, bagels one is shit. Thirteen's amazing. How many do you give this? I give this mm, eleven. I thought you were going for a full dozen. No, no, because like like I mentioned, there's like a few things that like bother me about the it. The CGI is really shitty. Yeah, the CGI doesn't age well. But I will say, for the time, it was really fucking good. <clears throat> for the time. It definitely was like better than anything else going on at that time period for CGI. Um, I'm giving it 10 because the CGI was bad. I can't stand Benny. I can stand Benny in the sense that he 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 takes all the bad qualities that someone like O'Connell's character could possess, but they put it in a different character. Like O'Connell can be aloof, but he can also, but he is, he's, he's not just like a meathead. He's actually like a very attentive, like 
guy because like he gives like on the one hand he like gives Evie a hard time but he also like compliments her and he appreciates her her choice of career he gives her the uh the whatchamacallit the digging tools and he gives her a smooch yeah yeah well (laughs) and then i'm taking off my final bagel steven summers is not a good director he got lucky with this he was this was great but Apparently, he's very difficult to work for. Um, uh, he did The Mummy Returns. He did uh, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra <laughs> and Van Helsing. Oh. So, yeah, this was his only, like, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. For for pure enjoyment, I, I give it a pretty high grade. But like I said, the problems that I've already talked about in, in here are the reasons yeah. I'm taking the bagels off. Well, so, I mean, I have an affinity for, like, these types of movies. Like, any movie that's set during this time period, I love The Rocketeer. I love The Shadow. I love Dick Tracy. Like, so... The superheroes that your grandparents would love. (laughs) Pretty much. The Phantom. So, yeah. um, Do you think they keep caramels in their utility belt? I do. Just endless caramels. Well, I found out. So, uh, Brendan Fraser almost played the mu- uh, the the Phantom, not the Mummy. He almost played the Phantom, the movie The Phantom. Then I would have actually watched it. Yeah, he would have been so much better. I love Billy Zane, but but Billy Zane is a superhero your grandma could love. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, we part of the reason this is a bonus episode is because. It got us to 99 episodes. Oh my God. And our 100th episode is something completely different. Dwight and I break formula. Well, well, first, wait, 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 wait. Don't jump the gun. Shouldn't you be talking about the 98th episode? Maybe you should, you know. This is episode 99. 98 has already come out. Has it? Yes, it already came out. Oh, look at me skipping ahead. Yeah, or skipping behind. I said in this, this case. is episode ninety nine. It's ten thirty. <laughs> she is past, doesn't listen to my podcast. Our bed. <laughs> no, because I was I was on today and I was listening to episode ninety seven. <laughs> yeah. So in my head, this is ninety eight. Ninety eight hasn't been released. Oh, for the love of God! Anyway. <laughs> The hundredth episode, we're watching music videos that that we find to be crazy. So pay attention to our Twitter. We're going to be releasing those music videos we're going to be talking about. And also on uh, people never read the description of what the podcast is about. But we're going to have all the music videos there. So as we watch them live, you can you can follow along with us too yeah something you really can't do for the other things right the other movies we watch yeah so uh as much as we would like to have you on our couch you're all strangers yep we're we're doing our 100th episode if you want to tweet at us anything you know before the episode i may read it on air yeah or you can donate to our patreon no just kidding I would like to do a Patreon, but I don't think I have enough followers. Um, hey. Hey. But this has been a blast 
talking about someone I love with someone I love. Aww. So thank you, sweetie, for being here. You're welcome. Uh, we will go to bed. <laughs> yes, please. Um, so yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Writer's Bagel Basket. W-R-T-R-B-A-G-E-L. No vowels, all vowels, no vowels. Yes, Katie. Because Twitter sucks. sucks. We're on the Instagram. We're at... We probably ri- shouldn't say Twitter sucks. We're at Writer's bagelbasket at gmail.com please stop sounding spam i'm not gonna click on it i'm not stupid. please send us emails we will read them i will read them on air if we you send promise them. and just don't like send us on us facebook any dick pics yeah please don't subscribe to us don't be that guy subscribe to us uh on itunes spotify we're on spotify now um stitcher Google Pod. Wherever podcasts are found, really. Wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, <laughs> fine videos are sold. But yeah. Can you um, imagine a store where they sell podcasts? <laughs> this is a writer's bagel baskets. So yeah. Um, until next time, I am Scott Curlin. I'm Haley. Bye. <laughs>
Check us out at Boobies Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Listen to previous episodes on any podcast streaming platform. You can also support Boobies and Newbies on Patreon.com for lots of bonus booby content and early episode releases.